Podcast mode, podcast mode, podcast mode, podcast mode, podcast mode, podcast mode, podcast mode. Oh, man. Appreciate everybody at Pivot Socks. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. Get yourself a discount. Get yourself free shipping. Like I said, every pair of socks you do buy does support an episode of this show. Just because we're not in studio does not mean that this show does not cost money. Um, like I said, man, get yourself some no-shows, get yourself some ankle shots, you know, get you some socks, you know, get yourself prepared for the summer, you feel me? Like I said, go to getpivot.com, that's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Also, like I said, summer is coming, get yourself prepared, get your eyes right, I know your shirt right, I know your pants right, I know your sneakers right, but get your eyes right. Go to Sneak Apparel, go ahead and order you some of these. These joints is fire. If you got a large head, they perfect. If you got a small head, they perfect. You feel me? Go to uh, the website you see on the screen. Use the promo code 4DISS. That's the number 4, D-I-S-S. Get yourself a percentage off. And also, go check out the homies at Crucial Vision. You know, follow the Instagram, man. Go ahead and get yourself a nice little shirt, you know, to represent sneakers. You know, they make, you know, stuff that sneakerheads like, you know, a bunch of T-shirts, you know, like to support small businesses. You know, but like I said, man, go ahead and check them out. <clears throat> All right. Got a lot to talk about today. All right. Maybe a short episode, maybe a long episode. I don't know, but there's an episode. So, oh, sneak this podcast episode 328. Obviously, don't need to give you no updates, still in the closet, you know what I mean? But like I said, I'm going to get the show rolling, you know, possibly back in the studio in June. I don't know, you know. Um, I'm kind of, you know, like I said, I'm being selfish. I'm kind of cemented in this right now, but I do appreciate everybody who loves these episodes. I appreciate everybody who continues to like, subscribe, comment, share, and all that stuff. And like I said, man, the podcast wouldn't be uh, what it is without you guys. Um, We are doing, I'm sorry. I am doing, and I feel like I've done this, we've done this before, I think we did this a long, long time ago, but consider that they come out every single year, and every single year they're different, and obviously, you know, new kids get to create these, I'm doing top 10 Doran Becker sneakers thus far to me. Um, so I'm just gonna, I went through all the Doran Becker collections, and I picked up the ones that I thought were the best, um, thus far all the way through 2023, um some have changed probably since the last time we did it i think the last time we did this i think when we did top 10 doran beckers man we probably did it around in the hundreds you know so you know i'm talking about episodes anywhere from 100 to 200 so we probably did it within that window and in that window gosh i could have been three i could have been about four years ago you know like i said man i appreciate everybody who you know sent the congrats and the well wishes for us being on our seventh year of podcasting. This podcast is on seven years, okay? I will pat myself on the back forever for that, you understand? And I appreciate, you know, George, and I appreciate everybody who's contributed to the podcast during these seven years. Um, You know, you go watch episode, you go listen to episode one, watch our first video to now, you'll see dramatic difference. And that's all hard work and effort put into it. You know, you legit, I don't want to sound like an after-school special, but if you really think about it and put forth the work to learn and figure something out, you can figure it out. I didn't know how to podcast before this. I didn't know how to create graphics. I didn't know how to edit video. I didn't know how to edit audio. 
You know, I didn't even know what to buy to record a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I did it. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I pat myself on the back for that. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, without you guys, man, the podcast couldn't have made it seven years. You know, there's a lot of podcasts. You got to think about all the podcasts that are out there that have started, faded away. You know, all of them thought they were getting signed by Nike, episode three, and then they just faded away. Let me tell you something. We're on episode 328. You're not getting signed by Nike. Okay? I'm just being honest with you. We came to grips with that probably around episode 250. You know, maybe, no, no probably around 200. You know, to, you get to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, Nike isn't interested in anything like this adidas nothing like they should be but they're not um and we understand you know what i mean it's just that you know it's more or less just you know sort of um more or less just like sort of describing our perseverance in doing the podcast our dedication to it our dedication to you guys and our appreciation to everybody who listens but like i said man you know every single week we try to make sure we provide an episode we provided multiple episodes in a week before um and, you know, I like to continue with the closet. We're the only, maybe one of them, maybe another, maybe a couple other. But when COVID hit, we didn't stop. Episode A week, just like clockwork, had guests on the phone, had things like that, to, you know, to discuss. And I'm going to get guests on the phone again. I'm going to try to get a set time and a set, set date to do this before I make a decision or, you know, we decide whether or not we're going back in the studio. But I got to get guests back on here. I got to talk to other people let you guys hear a different voice every once in a while i appreciate you guys liking my points and takes but it's good to hear another voice and you know right now there may be about you know i'm gonna go anywhere from 10 to 15 other sneaker podcasts majority are consistent you know what i mean but you know they're out there you know and i appreciate them as well i appreciate those who were potting about sneakers before us you know what i mean but anyways pickups uh i did grab the new balance of baklava that action bronson joint I didn't grab it for myself. I grabbed it for Simple. He said he wanted help. It's a good thing that I remembered. I don't know how I remembered. I think it was like Soul Link's tweet. I think I just happened to have my notifications on. Um, I thought I'd have that joint today to unbox. Uh, I don't have any unboxings today, but, you know, I, I have a feeling that once I see this in hand, I'm probably going to, you know, wish I kept it for myself. I mean, that joint was 240 which is typical for a New Balance price, uh, but I got it for the homie Simple, so... You know, once I get that in, if I get that in beforehand, I'll unbox it on the podcast and, you know, kind of go through and take a look at it and, you know, check out the quality and whatnot. Uh, releases. Mm -mm, my favorite part. <laughs> um, obviously, since I'm recording this podcast on a Thursday, some of the typically this podcast usually drops on a Tuesday night. The audio and the video usually Wednesday, Thursday ish. Um, so some of the stuff has released already. Um, I think I'm more focused on stuff for the weekend and a little bit dipped into next week. Um, first, we got a New Balance. I'm sorry, Nike Air Force One, Billie Eilish. Yeah. You know, these are just like the uh, certified lover boy Drake Air Force Ones. Uh, they're just white. These ones do have like some sort of like patchwork material on them, but they're white. So you can't say they suck. Like they're different. Like I like them. I appreciate them. Um you know, if you copped them, you copped them. If you copped the Drake CLBs, you copped them. It, you know what I mean? You can't say they suck. They're just, you know, sort of, you know you know what I view them as, though. And that's sort of Drake's MO. We're going to talk a lot more about Drake later on um, in the podcast. But the one thing I'll appreciate, I'm sorry, the one thing that I always look at these sort of things is like a missed opportunity. It's like, 
you know, you have this opportunity with Nike to allow you, I believe, allow you to do a little bit more and you make a different Air Force One. Um, if somebody walked down the street wearing a Drake Air Force One, I wouldn't be able to tell if it wasn't a regular Air Force One. I always view like having that opportunity to have a collaboration or a partnership with the brand. When you go outside, you want to be able to notice your sneaker like, ooh, he got them on. Ooh, he got them on. Ooh, they got them on. You know what I mean? Uh, recreating something and not making an recreating. I'm sorry. Creating something based off a collaboration or you being a signed, you know, person to that brand. I just feel like the goal would be to elevate something they already have or create something new, not create something equal. A Billie Eilish and a Loverboy, certified Loverboy Air Force One is equivalent to just the all-white Air Force One. To me. Uh, I got the Air Max One Big Bubble. I guess this is going to be the focus on Air Max Day. Air Max Day is the 26th of every March. Um... I'm waiting for these to go to the outlet. I'm pretty confident these will be at the outlet. If Air Max 97 Silver Bullets and Air Max 97 Golds are at the outlet, I am pretty confident these will be at the outlet. Now, I have red Air Max 1s and blue Air Max 1s, so a big bubble doesn't really do anything for me. Now, I know they're going to hit us with the Yodis, the original sketch, and, you know, Tinker had something else in mind, but, you know, they decided to go a different direction. They're going to hit you with all the stories they got and all the things that make you think, like, oh, I definitely need this one. Box? Cool. I do appreciate the special box. Do they look nice? Of course. It's an Air Max 1. Like, there's no such thing as a, a bad-looking OG Air Max 1. Can some materials be better than others? I guess. It's essentially new buck and and I don't even think it's suede. I think it's new buck and leather. Um, also got Dunk SB Low uh, Gardenias. Them joints just fire. Um, they grew on me a lot. Um, I think I would probably choose these over the born and raised ones. Uh, the born and raised haven't dropped yet. I don't think. But they're very similar, the gardenias and the um, born and raised. I like the gardenias better. I like the swoosh. It has a little bit of extra to it. It looks like a double tail. And um, I don't know. I just kind of like the shoe overall. I think it's a good-looking shoe. Would I call it fire? No. Um, if I walked into a shop and saw it sitting there, I'd probably cop. But am I going to try to cop? Probably not. Um, I got the dunk. And it looks like these are mids. Dunk mids off noir. Fam. Uh, you know, noir is what, black, off black, stop, okay, are these okay, these are fine, um, a mid-dunk is something that you don't see often, and a lot of the mid-dunks back in the day had the Velcro strap, and they were SBs, um, no one cared, I'm gonna talk about mid, you know what, I'm gonna talk about mid sneakers a little bit too, because another sneaker is coming out that's mid, that a lot of people are like, I don't think these are gonna do that well, because they're mid, but dunk mids are okay, dunk SB mids, no, um, they're not high enough for a strap, and they put a strap on them. Um, if you think back to, like, uh, the Three Bears, and there's other ones, but I'm just thinking Three Bears right now. The Low Bear was, like, the Baby Bear. That was just a regular Dunk SB. The Mama Bear was a mid, and it had a Velcro strap across it, and the Papa Bear was just a regular Dunk SB high. Um you know, back in the day when those first dropped and, you know, not even necessarily first dropped, but, you know, when they had been out, they were highly coveted. 
the mama bear wasn't the mid with the strap it just wasn't you either wanted the low probably the low the most and then the high um there were some who copped the mama bear because the mama bear probably had the best colors out of the pack it was i think green and pink i believe i can't remember um but they had the it had the best colors but then you had to deal with that strap or some people removed the strap you know um there's also another dunk mid it's called pale ivory i like the colorways on this i like the materials on these two mid dunks they look like a canvasy type rough material i like that dunks like i said the last episode when i had unboxed the, re the reverse brazil dunks even though they're different colors it's almost like you've seen one you've seen them all um when they change the materials on them, like there's not a lot of suede dunks out there. I feel like there are more leather dunks out there. I don't own, I don't think, I don't think I own any suede regular dunks, sportswear dunks, not skateboard, SB. Um, which I do need. I need plums and I probably need, uh, you know, one of the other ones, maybe Viotex or something like that. Is it Viotex? I think it's Viotex. Um, but the canvasy, this material on these, I like these a lot. Um, we also got the Nocta swim fins. Uh, they're already out. They're on the Nocta site. Uh, I think maybe size small, maybe sold out. Um, I haven't been on there and looked lately. Um, but you know, a lot of people think that this is like a new thing. No, Nike, if you go to Nike's website, type in swim fins, they've been they've been making swim fins. Like they're like fifty bucks. I think these Nocta ones are like sixty to seventy bucks. Um, you know, I think when they originally posted pictures about these Nocta swim fins, I think I thought them I think I thought this was their approach to making a different like slide it's essentially a slide but they do mean it for the beach like to swim in it um is it advertised that way there's like a nocta ad that you'll see on instagram quite often of a guy wearing him and he's sort of standing on the shoreline in the water's coming up on his feet while wearing the fins um you know, Nocta is a is a very unique brand, but you know, after hearing the news today uh, with regarding Adidas and Ivy Park and Beyonce, like it just kind of made me think about Nocta a little bit more. So I think I'm gonna kind of shelve that conversation until I get to that Beyonce topic. Uh, I'm gonna come back to that. Um, we also got the Air Max Scorpion. Um, I haven't seen anything, and it's an Air Max Day release, supposedly. I haven't seen one thing about this Air Max Scorpion, and it's being labeled, and it has been labeled for a few months as Air Max Day. Um, it has like a cloud swoosh, sort of looks a little cartoonish. Um, I haven't seen any sample pics. I haven't seen any uh, pictures online. I haven't seen anything about it, you know, but supposedly it's coming out Air Max Day. Um, the Scorpion is one of those new model Nike air max vapor max ish technology things they tried and it just ain't hitting off like you could find yourself a pair of scorpions for the lo they know on ebay even goat stock act you could find them for low um they're even under retail at just regular shops i think the retail on them was really high like 250 or something maybe i could be off a little bit i don't remember but i think i seen them on sale for about 150 140 I think maybe on Bodega, um, sneakers and stuff, SNS. I know I've seen them cheaper elsewhere. Um, 
this one is probably just another thing. Um, it's like a, it's like, you know, I, I have a feeling, and it's smart on their part, but I have a feeling that Nike makes these specific Air Maxes, you know, and they're like, ah, you know what, maybe we could try to, you know, um, build the hype, or not the hype, but like Air Max Day is one of those things where like, you almost feel like you have to cop. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Air Max Day. You know what I mean? You get exclusive access sometimes. Sometimes they like, I think they've randomly dropped them in the past. It's just like, for whatever reason, people have really gravitated towards Air Max Day, which is just the geniusness of Nike. Um, Air Max Day to me is, I haven't wore one Air Max since it was, quote unquote, the month of Air Max. Like, I honestly thought about it the other day and I was like, you know, and I respect everybody who's been doing it. Like, I appreciate seeing the very different, uh, the various, you know, uh, models of Air Maxes, you know, people using the Air Max basketball, they're using the Air Max runners, you know, I do appreciate that a lot. And seeing some Air Max colorways and stuff like that that I haven't seen in a long time, I don't have that in me, you know. I don't have that in me to wear Air Max models for 30 days. I could pull it off, but I just don't have it in me to do so. Um Plus, majority of the time, I'm in wingtips, you know, at work. You know, I'm in wingtips right now. I got them, you know, I got a jersey on top, you know, my sunglasses and hat on up top. And these pants right here are Ralph Lauren. I don't know what, what are they are. My Cole, tip, my Cole Han wingtip vintage is on. You know what I mean? So, like I said, man, I got off work, checked on my kids, came in here to pod, man, you know, but... Air Max Scorpion, I love it. I love the sneaker a lot. I just wasn't paying for it. And I even kind of went back on my word. When it got cheaper, I still didn't move. Like, 150 is not a cheap enough for me for that. Um, Vapor Max, to me, was a fail. Um, do I got a few pair of Vapor Max? Sure. Are they okay? Sure. But a Vapor Max isn't, it doesn't qualify as, like, uh, a everyday Air Max. Your other Air Maxes, your... 97s, your 90s, your Air Max 1s, and 95s. You could wear those every single day. Vapor Max, I can't. I just can't. Um, love them, but I just can't. Um, and then last, oh, you know, actually, not the last. Uh, then also, we got the Jordan brand, Why Not, Westbrook 06. Um, look, the colorway isn't for me, but I'm going to say something about Jordan brand, which I think a lot of people are overlooking. Jordan Brand, when it comes to their signature athletes, are very original. Um, with regards to originality, to me, I mean, they're sort of leading the way. Um, but they go under the radar because they may not be what we like. We may not like the Zions. We may not like the Westbrooks. You know, we may not like, you know, some of those signature sneakers that Jordan Brand creates. But you can't take away their... Um, uh, effort in trying to create something new. Um, even the Jason Tatum that's coming out later this year, that joint is fire to me, but it's an original model. We're not looking at a Westbrook and going, yo, that looks like a Kobe. Oh, that looks like a Jordan 3. Oh, we're not doing that. We're not looking at a Zion and going, oh, man, that looks like a, a Kobe 6. Or, man, that looks like a Kyrie. We're not looking at the Jason Tatums and going, man, that just looks like a Kyrie. Oh, man, that just looks like a, a, a Greek freak. No, all of Jordan Brand's signature athlete sneakers, to me, have been fine. Some whacker than others. Some fire. This new Jason Tatum, fire. This Westbrook model, I appreciate the effort in it. 
I actually like it a lot. Some colorways I like in it, some I don't. But the shoe model itself is very intriguing. It's very interesting. I, I encourage you guys to really take a look at it. Um, we also got a Reebok uh, NCAA pack. Fam. I mean, it got like a, I guess, you know, they changed the name of the Kamikaze Sean Kemp's to Horikaze. Um, I think they changed the name because I think Kamikaze missiles were used to like kill a bunch of people something like that please forgive me if i'm being disrespectful anyway I, I just i i know it has something to do with war i believe or a weapon or you know biogas or something i don't know uh but they have a ucla version of that i do remember uh ucla was a heavy reebok school especially during those baron davis days uh, i remember baron davis you know ed o'bannon and them i think they wore reeboks as well they wore the kemps they wore the iversons you know they wore a lot of those uh, them classic Reeboks, you know, and that was part of, you know, when Reebok was really out there putting forth effort. I don't think Reebok makes a NCAA jersey for anybody, which is crazy. Like, I don't think Reebok makes any other basketball sneakers besides Iversons. And I don't even know if you could consider Iversons basketball sneakers anymore. Like, I don't, like, I can't, can't remember the last time I seen somebody hooping in an Iverson. Um, I think I may have seen a few people in the NCAA tournament recently. I think, you know, Montrez Harrell has done it a few times. Maybe even yeah, there's been a few NBA players who've done it a few times. But anyways, uh, they got a question. That's Michigan State. That's another school that was heavy Reebok, Michigan State. I remember Montine Cleves wore the green toe. These are Michigan State green toe ones. Um, I remember Montine Cleves. Montine Cleves, you know, had the largest mouth of all time. Pause. But he could hoop, you know what I mean? I think he was a Michigan native. Uh, I think I remember a few buzzer beaters from Martin Cleese. I think he ended up playing for the Pistons at one point. He did get drafted, but he was really undersized, you know. Um, but I do remember him wearing them green toe Iversons. I'm joined those fire back then. But they were only university exclusives and stuff back then. Uh, LeBron James had wore a green toe for St. Mary's in high school at one point, And then later ended up releasing through Packer, I think. Um, but... You know, that was down the road. And then uh, there's the Iverson, the Answer. The Answer DMX ones. I think it's the Answer one. I can't remember. Uh, one of my favorite models of Iversons. This one is the all-patent leather one. That's navy blue. They're calling this Georgetown. You know, when it first came out when I was in high school, I don't remember this being considered Georgetown. Um, you know, there was the black and golds. There was the white and golds, the white and reds. And then there was these patent leather ones. Um... I don't remember these, and a camo one came out down the road at some point, a camo and gray one. I don't remember these navy blues being called Georgetown. Now, look, it's their shoe. It's their money. They could do whatever they want. They want to re-release it and add it to the NCAA pack and call it Georgetown. Fine. Georgetown has never been a Reebok school. Georgetown has always been a Nike school as far as I, as far as far back as I can remember. Um, when Iverson was at Georgetown, he wore Concord 11s, like – Fam, like I know a lot of you may be a little bit younger. Um, if you've never seen Iverson play at the NBA level, I, you know, I feel bad for you. But if you've never seen Iverson play at the collegiate level, I feel real bad for you. Iverson used to be out there catching oops and dunking. Now, he used to do that a little bit in the NBA. But, man, Allen Iverson Georgetown was different. Georgetown basketball was different. Georgetown basketball right now is so embarrassingly bad, it's not even funny. Like, it's a disrespect. 
like to NCAA basketball culture. It's a disrespect to basketball. No joke how bad. I mean, people don't even go to the Georgetown games. Georgetown isn't like, it's not a football school. It's not a, and I guess it's not a basketball school. You know what I mean? There are certain sports in college where even if you suck, you're a football school. That's the event of the night. That's the event of the weekend. You going to, hey, we suck, but you going to go watch, you know, Nebraska football. You know what I mean? Um, no matter how bad they are, how good they are. Georgetown basketball, I mean, it's sad. Like, it's really sad. But nothing but love for them, man. Um, I think that's it for, for releases. Um, so, you know, obviously this past week, or was it this week, this past week, past weekend, whenever it was, um, you know, it's it, the Nike Jordan 4 SB released, you know, released at uh, various sneaker shops. I'm sorry, skate shops, sneaker shops, websites, sneakers app. It, it released, honestly, in a whole lot of places, a lot more places than I, you know, you know, can even think of, you know, a lot of, it's funny, you know, cause a lot of people don't remember like an SB would only release at skate establishments. Um, you know, and they may release at like, a, you know, I think, you know, maybe like an underground station, uh, you know, things like that. Um, I think, I don't remember. I can't remember SBs, but anyways, you know, SB's releasing now. First of all, Dunks used to didn't even release on Sneakers app. I mean, on like Dunk SB's, like I don't rem they weren't even on the Sneakers app and stuff like that. Now, you know, SB's drop on sneakers on a regular basis. Um SB Jordan, look, you know, I saw um, you know, I'm I'm 50-50 on them. I I'm sorry. I just don't look at those and go, them is crazy. Would I have copped if I had opportunity? I didn't even try. I didn't. Oh, I tried on sneakers. I tried. I said, you know what? I'll try sneakers, raffles, and all that. I'm good on it. I didn't try one raffle for the Jordan 4 SB. Um, like I said, it's not whack. I just don't look at that and go need at all. Like I told you guys, I'm pretty confident another one is gonna drop this year. Maybe that black cat version they showed. The black cat version to me blows that one out of the water. That's to me. All right. Now, I got an adverse, you know, bias for the Black Cats because them joints came back out during my era. That's one. Two, we disrespected them when the Black Cats released a couple years back. You know what I mean? I won't disrespect these. These Black Cat SBs drop, I will be trying raffles and things for these. Um, you know, a lot of people showed videos and footage. You know, I've seen stuff, mainly more New York City. Um, I was surprised, and it wasn't just there. I was surprised at how many places did first come, first serve. Our skate shops out here at Cowtown, they did first come, first serves at all their locations. And I think they had them at all locations. It was either all locations or one location. I was shocked. I honestly was. Um, George sent me a text like, they are crazy. Someone will die. Um, man, first come, first serve just sounds crazy when you say it it sounds even crazier for something as um big um major if you will as a jordan 4 sb um i saw some of the footage from new york and some of the post of it just getting unruly you know out there you know whether it was yelling screaming pushing maybe some fights you know it just looked like mayhem and from what i understand from that video from new york it was like 
I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could have been first come, first served to buy the sneakers, but I think it was just come get your raffle ticket. I honestly think it was. And you know what's crazy? You know, I haven't heard any bad stories or anything with regards to any of the first come, first serves here in Arizona, um, which is a good thing. I I heard there was some stuff that kind of went down in Louisiana. I heard some stuff in Florida kind of went down. Obviously, New York. I heard Philadelphia. There was something. I heard there was some stuff in, peri uh, in a few areas. You know, a lot of these other areas didn't have video footage like New York, but... Let me tell you something, you know, a lot of people sent me the videos and sent me the other blogs that posted like, yo, this is crazy. People are stupid, blah, blah, blah. And, and let me, it's such a, it's such a crazy thought and breakdown to doing first come first serve or even in person hand out a raffle ticket in 2023 because the era of that stuff is really far removed. Yes, there are some places across the nation, even the country, who still do these things, but there is way less than there were the last 10 years, okay? Like, I'm talking like when you would have to go into the store, fill out that little tiny ticket, put one in the jar, and the other one you took with you. And don't lose your ticket, you know what I mean? You cooked, because a lot of places did require for you to come. I know they took photo ID and stuff like that, I think. But some places required you to have your ticket. If they gave you a call and say, hey, you want a size nine and a half in the whatever sneaker, you had to have your ticket and bring it back. You didn't have that ticket. Regardless, if you got your photo ID, you was cooked. That was some places. Here's what you got to take in consideration with things like this. Because it's incredibly irresponsible for any establishment, I don't care if it's a seasoned footlocker to the local skate shop down the street, right? So, you know, the video that was shown, I didn't see any, like, super-duper fights or anything, but it looked chaotic. I'm, I'm confident there was some fights or something here and there that maybe not caught on footage. What you have to really understand, I'm talking major city, right? I'm not talking here in Arizona. Here in Arizona, we've always been, like, uh, you know, blessed, very fortunate, lucky. This is a drive-your-car state, okay? This is a... This isn't, we don't have public transportation. We have a light rail that goes like certain areas downtown and may reach all the way through the university through Tempe to Arizona State. But we don't have a subway. We don't got a light rail, well, a whatever the high train is called in Chicago. You know, we don't got things like that out here. One, it's about a trillion degrees out here. And, you know, that's not an excuse because it's hot and cold in those places back east. But we're desert land. You know what I mean? Um, it's weird because I always tell people this. It's like you go to New York and you walk. You could walk 15, 20 plus miles a day, maybe more, and not even realize it. You don't realize it till you get back to your hotel room or wherever you're staying and your body hurts. I, me walking down the street to the gas station is insane. Like, it's insane is because you don't have that visual excitement. Like your senses aren't engaged like they are in New York. There's people, there's businesses, there's stores, there's food, there's smells, there's sounds. Walking out of my house right now to go down the street to the gas station, if I wanted to get a bag of chips, it would be boring. It's brown, it's desert, it's suburban. It's just cars driving by. There's nothing that stimulates you. Zero. So you're more focused on your act of walking versus your act of like, you know, walking. If that makes any sense. Um, you know, I've said this long, 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 long. I don't know how many episodes ago about fighting in certain cities and stuff like that. I don't condone it one 
fit. You know what? There's three things, okay? Let me think about it. There's three things that you really got to think about if you're going to do something like first come, first serve, or even come in person and get your raffle ticket. You got to think about how experienced the employees are. Like, I'm pretty confident all those OG first come, first serve, OG handout raffle ticket employees no longer work there anymore. The employees you're hiring now don't even know anything about sneakers, let alone how to deal with situations like that. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, it took seasoned employees to handle that stuff. Um, it could get really out of control. The crowd can go from 1 to 15 to 46 to 100 to 300 just like that. There are some employees who are just incredibly irresponsible especially right now. Now, I'm basing this off stories that I've heard from this release from other people who live in other states and just from just common sense and knowledge of how I know how people act. Um, and I'll go back through these to kind of talk about it, but how experienced your employees are at dealing with first come, first serve or in-person raffle tickets. Another one is understanding the climate of hype. I don't know why shops, sneaker shops, I have no idea why first come first serve was an option for a Jordan SB4. Like if that was some type of Nike ordeal they made all stores do that, I don't know. If that if you made the decision on a Jordan 4 SB, let's do first come first serve, you should be fired. You honestly should. Or or first come first serve raffle tickets or something like that, you should honestly be fired because you don't know sneaker climate. Regardless of how you feel or if you like the Jordan 4 SB, that's a big release. As of right now, just because, even though I'm not a super fan of it, it's it's in Jordan of the Year. It may be considered Sneaker of the Year. It's up there. But if you're not in tune to the streets and hype and something major like that, if you made the decision, if you were the one to say, you know what, let's do first come, you should be fired. You really should, honestly, if your store had problems. If your store encountered problems and, 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 and unruliness, damage, you know, whatever the case may be, you should be fired. You should lose your job. Another thing, too, is understanding the community, like being community aware. Like you, it, there's a difference from my skate shop in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, doing first come first serve versus the shop in, in, in Manhattan or Brooklyn. Like, you don't understand the climate and the difficulty of your area. See, I'm spoiled. You know what? Let me get to it. I'll go back through these. So when I talk about the experience of employees, right, certain spots knew how to handle the crowd. They knew not to engage the crowd. They knew when to shut it down. They, need, they knew when to come out and regulate. They knew when to call for uh, uh, public resources, police, whatever. Those are the experienced employees, right? I've been at camp hours with the inexperienced employees, the ones who legit feel special because there's a, a large crowd outside their store. And I don't mean like their store like they own. I'm talking about an employee. There are some back in the day. don't know about now. I don't know any sneaker employees now. There are some sneaker employees back in the day who thought they were tight. Like who really thought that they were valuable 
in the sense of besides just being the homies at the sneaker shop. Like, I remember going to Nike Scottsdale, right? And shout out to Don, shout out to Yuri and all them. You know, Ruby used to work there at one point. Like, cats like that, they understood it, man. They was at work, they had a job to do. All releases were exciting and stuff like that. But I remember this one employee at Nike Scottsdale, his name was Blau. He may listen to this podcast, he may not, I don't know. Um, I remember certain releases, he just found a way to insert himself way too much. I remember one time, I think it was DB4s or White Cement 4s. I can't remember. I remember he came out, and I, you know, the sneaker headlines. Let me tell you something. If you want to hear the biggest lies, the, the most cap stories of all time, you stand in a sneaker line. Some of the biggest liars and exaggerators of all time are standing in sneaker lies. There's nothing but rumors, lies, and, and falsehoods flowing through a sneaker camp outline. Trust me. If you listen to this podcast and you was outside, you would say facts. I remember people in the line. I'm standing out line. It was white cement fours or DB fours. I don't remember. I remember cats in the line just started. I don't even know how the rumor started. Yo. And you know what it is? I honestly think somebody started it in the line to try to get people to leave. Yo, I heard this Nike sells B grades. Some of you guys may not know what B grades are. B grades were like the ones that came out of Nike and Nike looked at these and said, ah, yeah, something's off. It may have been missing a um, a letter in one of the words. Um, uh, may have had a big scratch on the side. Some of the paint was missing. Um, it was a variation of things that would make these a determination that these are B grade. They're authentic. It's just, oops, you know, we too much paint got on the midsole. They'll go to the outlets, and they would have a B stamped on the tongue, a B stamped right on the size of the sneaker, right? I remember somebody in the line was like, yo, they sell B grades here. That joint spread through the line like wildfire, fire, right? Look, you got one or two options if you're in that sneaker line. Believe it and leave, or just be like, all right, bro, I'll take my chance. I remember it must have got inside Nike. Blau comes outside, stands on this, like, brick wall, he stands up there, um, for everybody who thinks that we sell in his Nike uniform, um, just to give you guys a heads up, this Nike store, you know, only sells the best and only sells authentic sneaker. For those who think we sell B-grade Nikes, we don't. We sell nothing but the best at this joint. Lego. He literally said Lego. Like, this is during the Trey Songs era. He said Lego and, and got off the wall and really felt like, yeah, like I did something. These are facts, I'm telling you. If anybody who worked at Nike, Scottsdale, no blah, these are facts. I've been to sneaker releases where they had a megaphone. I've been to sneaker releases where the employees spent a, way too much time outside kicking it. I've been to those sneaker lines and came out where the employees just kept opening the door. The store is closed. But they just kept opening to look outside, kept opening, kept opening. They they were just, it's almost like they felt like we were there for them. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I, I these are based off stories that people told me what they've seen at recent releases and even at this Jordan 4 release. They said their, their employees are out there on TikTok like this. Hey, look at this line for the Jordan 4 SBs. Yeah. Fam, get inside. I've seen employees with their cell phones 
filming the line, filming the crowd. Fam, get inside. Get them boxes ready. Stack all the sizes individually together so there's easy access to them when I ask you for my size. What you doing out here with your cell phone? But see, that's today. You can't have first come, first serve with today's sneaker employee. Today's sneaker employee is just regular social media cat who enjoys the attention. You can't do it. Understanding the climate of hype. Fam. This isn't equivalent, but like, that's like, obviously a Travis Scott is on another level than this Jordan 4 SB, but it's like somebody saying first come first serve for the, the olive Travis Lowe's that come out soon. The olive Travis Lowe's that come out soon. Like mayhem. It's irresponsible. If you make that decision just to be different, just to switch it up and something happens, you should be fired and brought up on criminal charges. No joke. You should. If somebody gets seriously hurt or shot or die because you made the decision to just switch it up on a release like that and someone seriously gets injured, whoever made that decision should be brought up on charges. I'm no I'm sorry. You should. Because you as the employee have the responsibility of the safety of the consumers. Regardless of what people may think. Oh, I just work. I just so No, 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 no. You get to make the decision on my safety. Doesn't mean that I'm going to cause trouble. But that doesn't mean that he won't cause trouble. Hmm. In order to protect Greg from Brian. Let's just do online raffle. how it should be um a jordan 4 sb to me that's a sneaker that no to the first come first serve now haven't heard about it getting shot haven't heard of any deaths i've heard of some fights i've heard of some roughhousing i've heard of a few things i've heard of a couple stores having to shut it down i've heard a couple things here and there i have no video footage of it but you know people have messaged me someone told me that it was pretty bad in louisiana You want to do first come first serve for, I, I can't even think of something now that isn't like hyped anymore. Like it feels like everything matters. You want to do first come first serve for, uh, you know, reverse Brazils. I don't even know if those drop in stores. I don't even know. Whatever. That's cool. But there are certain sneakers you can't do that for just out of sheer responsibility as a store and as an employee. Another factor, like I mentioned earlier, was just being community aware. Let me tell you something. When I say community aware, I mean understanding the climate and the nature of where your sneaker shop is, understanding your city, understanding your clientele, okay? I've talked about this on this podcast numerous times. I do not condone fighting at any for any reason with regards to sneakers. Oh, unless you get punched. Now, somebody comes up, punch me, we scrapping. But I'm not going to be there fighting over the sneaker. If you get stupid on me and try to fight me and punch me about the, then we, we scrapping. New York City, instances of LA, Philadelphia. I may even give it to Miami. Maybe a little bit of Houston. Maybe. I don't know. Nah, not Houston. In New York City, 
I would completely understand why people would get in fights, why people resort to violence, why things get out of hand in New York. Because I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled West Coast Arizona person right now. I hop in my car in my garage, my covered garage. I press my button and the garage goes up. Back my car out, press it and it goes down. And I drive my nice, clean, uncongested streets depending on what time of day. And I go and I go right up to my local skate shop and I pull right up into a space. New York, you got to think about how much work it took somebody just to get there. Just to get there for first come first serve on the sneaker, shoot, just for a raffle ticket, I might I might get busy. I've been to sneaker releases where they didn't anticipate such a crowd for sneakers and they ran out of tickets. Facts. Now, any other smart shop, well, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. It would be smart if first come first serve for raffle tickets means once we run out, we run out. That'd be smart. I've seen people say to a crowd, hold on, we ran out of tickets, but we sent somebody to the store to go buy more tickets. Huh? Now that's very nice of you. But you better be prepared for things like this. Because if you got a large crowd out there, you can't say, Oh, sorry, gang, we ran out of tickets. Your store may look a little different. I don't condone violence or vandalism, but I've been there when it was committed, and I watched from afar and sometimes extremely close, but not participating. If I lived in New York, okay, I live in Arizona. Everybody has a car. Anywhere from age 16 to 100. It's not a luxury to us. Living in a city like New York and places like that with like really good public transportation systems, they don't need it. So they have the option of saying, I don't need a car or I'll have one just for emergency purposes. I have friends who take like the Long Island Railroad train or the train and the subway and stuff to work and home. They got a car just in case it goes down. Grocery shopping, things like that. If I took two subways, no, no, first of all, if it's cold outside, I'm going to go with cold. It's cold outside, very cold, New York cold. I took two subways, walked five blocks, and then got a deal with all that I may get the scrapping. My temperament and mood is already high and active. If I drove my car, let's say the store in Brooklyn was getting it and I had to drive from Manhattan to go to that store because that only that store was getting it. If I had to drive through New York traffic all the way to another borough for a pair of sneakers and I had to find a parking space, I might kill somebody. <laughs> Hypothetically, if anybody's the government or anybody listens to this podcast. My mood and temperament and energy is so at an all-time high just from getting to the store. A simple bump on my shoulder may trigger a, 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 a brawl. So I understand it. I don't condone it. I don't like it. 
It shouldn't be that way. But I understand that if you're in a, a, a place like New York, fam, you got to be responsible with your resources. I saw that store in New York had like eight police officers outside. Now, unless those police officers were hired beforehand, working off duty overtime, fine. But if you mean to tell me that they had to be called out for that, that's insane. You're taking resources away from your community over a sneaker, over a raffle ticket. That's insane. Them cats had the yellow tape out there like someone died. I remember the stress of driving up to a line or a camp out. I remember times where I, me and George thought we were there just in time, you know, at the perfect time. Fam, there is no stress like driving up to the camp out line. And on your drive there, you're thinking, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll probably be, you know, first, second, third, maybe even 10th, maybe 15th. There is no stress like pulling up to the camp out line and that joint wrapped around the building at 9 a.m. and the store doesn't open until 9 a.m. I'm sorry, 9 p.m. and the store doesn't open until 9 a.m. Fam, you be trying to find a parking space so fast. You be seeing cats running through the parking lot trying to get a spot in line. You be seeing a lot of shuffling. You be seeing a lot of action in that. I can't imagine pulling up to a, a store in a borough in New York City after getting off two trains, a bus, uh, and walk five blocks. And I can't imagine seeing a crowd or a line or somebody acting crazy and, and not feeling like I need to participate. I can't. So I get it. Sometimes L.A., when I went to go pick up Yeezy 2s, me and George had to park in a neighborhood. Ain't no Nike, ain't no parking at Nike LA. Tuh. Ain't no parking on the street. You paying. You better go park somewhere else and park far. Everything that we had in the car, we had a bunch of sneakers in the car. We took the sneakers out. I walked in with my Yeezy to another Nike. Because I'm leaving these in the car. I'm parked in a neighborhood. Ain't no parking lots in LA like that. Parking lots in LA may have eight spaces. I'm not joking. You just got to understand like that. A sneaker shop in New York and Philadelphia don't have a parking lot. Be responsible with things like that. Like I said, I don't condone violence. I don't condone anything of the sort when it comes to sneakers, but I, I understand it. I understand it. When you have to make the decision on wasting resources in order to get a sneaker out your store. Whoever made the decision, once you have to call a police presence to your sneaker shop for a sneaker release, whoever made that decision for first come, first serve should be fired. They should. Sorry. I'm sorry. They should. And if somebody got really hurt, that store should be fined or, or somebody brought up on charges. I, I am dead serious. Because I'm just, like, you have the, you have the, 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 it's like when you see something, it's like when a company does something racist and you're like, huh? Didn't you see the other company get in trouble for that? Are you not? Who was in the room? Who was in the room when you guys said, let's do this? And no one in the room said no. When somebody's in that store and they go, hmm, should we do an online raffle? Should we do first come, first serve? Should we do come pick up a raffle ticket? If you're in that room for the Jordan 4 SB and you don't say nothing and somebody dies because y'all made the decision to do first come, first serve, y'all should be charged with something. Sorry, I may sound crazy, maybe a little extreme, but people getting hurt 
at retail stores, people getting shot at retail stores, people getting beat up at a retail store is insane. You can blame the people and the people have enjoyed the problem of it, but these establishments got to take responsibility for some of that stuff. I'm sorry. They do pay up. I'm sorry. My kid gets shot because y'all decided to do first come first serves on off white ones or whatever, something stupid. My kid gets shot because it's out of control there. Oh, no, no, Foot Locker or whatever shop is going to pay me. You paying my family. And somebody needs to be brought up on charges. But, man, if y'all wanted the uh, Jordan 4 SBs and you got them, shout out to y'all, man. I will never in a million years tell somebody, congrats on your sneaker cop. Man, if y'all don't stop, you save congrats for weddings. You save congrats for, uh, you know, uh, what else? Weddings, graduations, uh, job promotions, um, having a baby, um, you know, that's when you say congrats. Do not be running around telling somebody congrats on their sneaker cop. Geekazoids. Return of the Mac. Oh, return of the Mac. Oh, return of the Mac. That's more than I could. Mac Attack is back. John McEnroe sneakers are back. Social Status is doing a collaboration for them. Fire. Classics. If you love sneakers, if you were outside, if you, younger, respect outside, cop these Mac attacks. Social status looks like they're gearing up to drop three Mac attack, John McEnroe tennis sneakers. You know what? Yeah. We'll talk about tennis sneakers for a little bit too in a second. I had posted and it's been talked about on social media and I had retweeted and talked about it. I said RIP to the New Balance 550. Um, the New Balance 550, man, there's so much I want to say about this topic right now. The New Balance 550, um, it fulfilled an area in sneakers that had got stale. I think that's a good way to put it. The New Balance 550 gave good material, vintage, casual sneaker. It was an alternative to the Air Force One, an alternative to wearing a shell toe. The New Balance 550, even though originally a basketball sneaker from the 80s, Filled the gap in sneaker culture. It did. Now here's the thing about these, right? This is why I say the Nike Mac attack is gonna is gonna is is the New Balance 550 is cooked now. Okay, this is why. A lot of first time New Balance buyers, and even those who hadn't bought New Balance in double digit years, 
came back to New Balance or started buying New Balance in the last three to five years. These are facts. You had models like the 327, I wrote a few down, 327, the 550, 9060, and the 5740. Those sneakers right there, I'll even add the 2002R. Those sneakers right there were a lot of people's introduction to New Balance the last three to five years. That's facts. You have and know a lot of people personally who never owned a New Balance in life but was like, let me see about these 550s. Let me see about these Amy Lean Dior's. Let me see about these Joe Fresh Goods. Let me see about this 2000R, 2002R. I mean, let me see about this protection pack. You know, these 327s is nice. They casual joints. I like these. They're not too expensive either. The 5740s, ooh, the colorways are crazy. There's a lot of first-time New Balance buyers in the last three to five years. Let me tell you something. If you're a first-time New Balance buyer in the last three to five years, you, you're, you're waiting to be flipped to Nike. You are. And this is the one to do it. Now, this is going to be Nike's responsibility to figure out how to do it, right? Because this could be a one-off. This could be a one-off social status, Mac attack, boom, that's it. And we may not see another Mac attack again until 2025, 2026, or maybe even further down. Or this could be the beginning of, hey, hey, New Balance 550, scooch over for a second. Thank you. Now, I'm not saying that the Mac attack is going to destroy New Balance. It's going to knock out the 550. See, people like to hear what they want to hear. Yo, Greg said the Mac attack is going to kill New Balance. No, I didn't. It's going to kill the 550. I don't even own a 550, and I own tons of New Balances. I wanted a 550, but I wanted a particular one. I did want the Amy Lynn Dior. I liked that one better. It looked better. It felt better. The general release 550s, they didn't do it for me. Some did, some didn't, but I didn't move. I didn't budge. Mac attack. They're coming home. Now, some of you may look at the picture on the screen. Some of you may look up Mac Attack. Some of you may have no idea what Mac Attacks are. They were John McEnroe's signature sneaker, all right? John McEnroe was a tennis player. Look, I was heavy. I'm still, I still love tennis. I love tennis, all right? Andy was a D1 tennis player in college. I love tennis. I'm not into it as much as I was growing up, but I loved the sport of tennis. John McEnroe, I was young, but I remember McEnroe as he got older. McEnroe was like, tennis is a gentleman's sport, okay? That's, that's, how, that's the best way I could put it, right? Tennis, like, originated in Europe, England, I don't know, France. It's an overseas sport. It's one of those sports that I think was probably reserved for the rich. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, just the term tennis sneakers. See, I'm, I'm about to give some of you youngins a, a, a lesson. You'll hear older people may refer to sneakers as tennis sneakers. They'll call them tennies, tennis shoes, tennis sneakers, tennis shoes. You'll hear that. That originated in like the military or like... Something to have to do with the military because the military would wear dress shoes and like the Navy or something, but they couldn't get grip on the ship when the ship got out of control. So they would say we need to wear tennis shoes because tennis shoes were used to play tennis and athletics. I think that's that story. I remember asking my dad this a 
I'm talking when I was a kid. He used to call them tennis shoes. I'm like, tennis shoes? And he would say, tennis shoes. I'm like, you say tennis shoes? These are Jordans. I remember researching that a long time ago when I did a project in high school on sneakers. I know. Look, you're a sneakerhead. You do weird things in school. I think I probably wrote like two papers on sneakers. Um, so I don't even think I think I made a paper mache model out of a Larry Johnson Aerojam, I think, when I was in fourth grade. Anyways, um, he was like an American tennis player that was just way more vocal, way more brash than those who would consider tennis a gentleman's sport. Yelling, cursing. He was the American. You know what I mean? It was it was amazing to watch. Even as he got older, and I was young, but it was like, yo, my dad used to watch tennis, right? Anyways, these joints right here are fire. What's crazy about these are, and it made me think back to like being young, like I'm talking fourth grade all the way through high school, right? There was this time, right, where like tennis sneakers, tennis, like sneakers that were made for tennis were considered like our casual shoes, like, it was like you bought your Jordans, you bought your athletic sneakers, you bought your Reeboks, whatever you were buying back then. But then it was like, oh, hey, you got um seventh grade promotion. You went to the foot locker of the stores. And if you weren't wearing like dress shoes or whatever you wore to church and you just want to be casual, cats don't remember getting their first pair of khakis. Our khakis used to be just as baggy as our jeans in the 90s and 80s. Facts. Your first pair of khakis made, made you feel like a grown-up. Facts. I know some of y'all are driving listening to this podcast. I know some of y'all are watching this podcast and know exactly what I'm talking about. See, some of y'all may listen to this podcast and be like, yo, Greg just be saying anything. Greg is a crazy person. No, Greg was outside. Greg was there. I can remember almost every single story, every single thing from kindergarten all the way through college. That's facts. I remember getting my first pair of khakis. You didn't want them too slim because we weren't nerds. Them joints were baggy. If y'all don't remember Miller's Outpost or Anchor Blue, they sold beyond baggy khakis. Facts. I remember having like your eighth grade graduation and you had khakis on and a pair of Nike GTS. GTS were tennis sneakers. They just started like really trying to promote GTS sneakers a little bit more on these retros. They've been retroing for a long time, but like they're on the sneakers app, GTS. Look them up. Y'all know what GTS stand for? Great tennis shoe. Facts. It ain't nothing special. Nike GTS that we used to wear as casual sneakers, the GTS was a great tennis shoe. Straight to the point. When you got your first khakis, fam, I'm talking California now. I don't know what you did in New York. Y'all probably wore Air Force Ones. I don't know what you did in Florida. I don't know what you did in Texas. I feel pretty confident what you did in Texas. I know what went place on the West Coast, all the way from Washington, all the way down to Arizona. Maybe even Texas is going to be included in this. Vegas as well. We had the classic K-Swiss. A tennis sneaker. I'm paying homage to tennis sneakers right now. We don't give tennis sneakers a lot of respect. A lot of people forget that some of these ones that we hold to a high regard were tennis sneakers. That classic OG K-Swiss, triple white, 
plain white, low top, four or five stripes on the side with K-Swiss, tied your laces just right, you put your khaki on it right, you had to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance, you had to go to the winter, the, 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 the winter solstice, you had to go to the little school mid-year dance, you had your plaid shirt, you may have bundled up one extra button, you had your dad gold chain on that night. He said, be careful with the gold chain, but you better not lose it. You had the khakis with your belt. Some of y'all, my Latino friends, had the belt hanging low. Not I. But some had the belt hanging between their legs with their khakis. These are facts. I'm talking stories. Some had the belt buckle with the letter, their initial on it. Hey, Greg. Hey, Holmes. Oh, I so see you made it, Greg. Hey, homie. Had the lokes on. Some sunglasses said looks. Facts. Y'all went outside. Have your Cortez with your khakis, your white classic Cortez with your khakis. Stop it, man. Anyways, I'm just talking. I'm just podcasting. I'm just a sneaker podcast and a ridiculous human being. I can be dramatic at times. But you know what? I think that's what makes the podcast what it is. I remember Reebok cork pumps, right? If you looked at a Reebok court pump, these were Michael Chang's. Michael Chang was a tennis player. Look it up. We all had, I mean, I still have about three or four pair of court pumps. I have some specialty Packer shoes ones, and I have the OGs. I remember when the court pump first came out, and that's when the pump was big, right? They had already been on other sneakers. They had already been their D Browns and stuff like that. Michael Chang was a, I think he was an American Chinese he was American, but I think he was Chinese descent um, in tennis. I can't remember. I mean, he wasn't Japanese. I think he was Chinese. Fam used to run around all over that court. Fast, good, athletic. See, that shift, that shift in like your, your, Nike, your Nike GTS tennis shoe, your K-Swiss tennis shoe, that shift to mid, mid to high, Tennis shoes was a crazy shift because these were now shoes that you can do anything in. You could hoop in them. You could train in them. You could do a lot of stuff in these sneakers. Facts. The Michael Chang pumps, what was attractive about them was the vault. Now, the vault colorway was attractive by the, in the pump. The pump was an actual tennis ball. The original ones, I believe. I think. I can't remember. But at one point, the pump was a tennis ball. Fire. I had the hex light on the bottom, little hex light on the thing. Had the vault, the little teal and blue, and they were majority white. Fire. Then I remember when it went on to like the um, the Nike Oscillate. They throw Oscillate. Pete Sampras's, right? There was these like low top preset. Look, fam, some of y'all listen to this podcast. You may be like, fam, what is Greg talking about? I'm talking about an era when tennis shoes was your casual sneaker, right? The Nike Oscillate, I think it was Oscillate, Oscillate, Oscillates, I don't know. It was a Pete Sampras sneaker, right? They were white, navy blue, had a little bit of a quilt pattern on them, and they had Zoom Air in them. I want to say, I don't remember, I've had tons of sneakers. I want to say those were my introduction to Zoom Air, but I could be wrong. Because I know Gary Payne's had them. There were some other sneakers that had them. And I had all the Gary Payne's. And I had a lot of those sneakers. But I feel like these Pete Sampras's were my introduction to... No, they weren't. These came out of 8th grade, I think. I don't remember. 
Anyways. We use those as casual shoes when you had to go somewhere nice or like, you know, uh, your, your, your family, you're going out to dinner. Your mom didn't want you wearing, you know, hey, don't put those sneakers on. Uh, go get go get the nice ones. You you have your Nike Oslitz, your Peace Sampras. You have your K-Swish with the stripes. You have your Nike GTSs. You had those. The Michael Chang pumps. Nah, you weren't wearing those out. Like, they were athletic sneakers. And I probably jumped the gun on that because, like, you know, obviously, you know, there was other ones that, that really changed the game with that, like Andre Agassi. But a lot of people you don't even know, the Nike Air Trainer ones, the ones that we consider Bo Jackson's. Now, Bo Jackson had a, a part in it, but those Nike Air Trainer ones that still come out to this day and retro on a regular basis all the time, those were first introduced on the tennis court by John McEnroe. Again, um, I remember that story. Reading that story a long, long time ago, I think it was Tinker Hatfield, had gave them the John McEnroe and told him not to wear these, not to do anything. I think that's what happened. Told him not to wear them, not to do it. Man, John McEnroe didn't listen to nobody. John McEnroe wore them joints on the tennis court, and that's when the Nike Air Trainer one was first introduced. He wore them for a little while until I think the Mac Attack came out. Um, and that's how I got introduced. Then Bo Jackson wore them. I don't know if it was like a training camp. Um, I don't know if the combine was. The, I don't remember. But he wore them then, and Bo Jackson was a big deal back then. You were looking at everything Bo Jackson had on, and you were like, dang, look at those. A lot of people don't remember that. The Nike Air Trainer one was introduced on the tennis court. Now let's talk about, to me, I think when me and George did our top 50 sneakers all time or our top 10 favorites and whatnot, I, I think I always have AirTech Challenge 2s at number one or number two. Air AirTech Challenge 2s are the greatest sneaker of all time to me. Not the greatest Jordan. It's the greatest sneaker of all time to me. It's definitely one or two. Right now, I'm just potting right now, and I could be something else I have above it. But you know what? I think I'm going to make the executive decision and, and AirTech Challenge Air Tech Challenge 2s are my all-time favorite sneaker, okay? Whew. I remember when Agassi wore these. Actually, no. Wait. What year did Agassi wear these? I want to say it was 90. It could have been 90. I was really young. And I remember my dad were watching it. And I remember Agassi when he first hit the scene. He was different. Long hair. He was sort of that introduction of like rock and roll American to tennis. Andre Agassi, I think, got more Americans to watching tennis. Um, not to say that a lot of Americans didn't, but he brought something different. Um, Nike made him the... You know, he had an AirTech Challenge 1 and his AirTech Challenge 2s. There's multiple AirTech Challenges. The lava was, I mean, it was something like you had never seen. Like, and it, 90, it was 90. Because the AirTech, AirTech Challenge 2 came out the same year as the Jordan 4. And both have similar hints of each other. Um, with the plastic tabs on the side, the sole. There's areas of both shoes that very resemble each other, right? Agassi being on the tennis court wearing fluorescent pink with a headband and hair like a rock and roll was 
insane back then. It was fire. It was dope. It had black people. It had everybody like, hey, look at this cat. This cat is cool. Air Check Talent Challenge 2s. I remember having them joints. Them joints were fire. All right. I, I got about, no joke, probably about 10 pair of Air Tech Challenge 2s. Uh, I got about three lavas, and the rest are various other colorways. Black lavas, I got Wimbledon's, U.S. Opens, I got Kumquats, I got uh, Digital, I think they're called Digitals, I got other ones. I got, I got, I have my, I am an Air Tech Challenge 2 guy. Them joints are fire. Take a look at your Yeezys, your Yeezy 2s. Air Tech Challenge 2. Air Tech Challenge 2. Hence the soul. Take a look at the soul. Take a look at the soul on your Yeezy 2s. Take a look at the soul on your Air Tech Challenge 2s. Take a look. And then I remember the Air Alarm, right? Air Alarm is something that Nike has not yet to retro. The Air Alarm was an Agassi sneaker too. It had veered away from the Challenge um, the challenge series, the Tech Challenge series. Um, the Alarm was fire. It was in your face. It had stripes on the side. I remember Gary Payton wearing it in a game. I can't remember if it was the Olympics or if he was just wearing it in a Sonics game, but I remember Gary Payton wearing that joint. That's when the shift happened with, like, tennis sneakers. Tennis sneakers became almost basketball cross-trainer sneakers. Um, some of the tennis sneakers they wear right now sort of, like, go back to the original low silhouette, very low-profile pro sneaker. They're not as big and bulky as they were because, you know, nothing really is anymore, even basketball, you know. I don't think any sport right now, um, you know, participates in wearing that big, bulky, heavy leather materials. Everything now is hyperfuse or fly net or something, you know, with a small hint of leather or nubuck, whatever. But, you know, I just wanted to kind of go down that 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 lane of tennis sneakers. Like, that was – tennis sneakers is, is, is a – a great error. If you go back and look at some of the sneakers, like back in the day, you probably just, I don't know, let me type in vintage tennis. I don't know, vintage Nike tennis. I don't know. You'll find a lot of those sneakers that you wore casually back in the day. They were tennis sneakers. I think Nike Ace 83s, Ace 83s, I think were tennis sneakers. I think for the Ace, I think those were originally tennis sneakers. They came out with Jordan versions of Ace 83s. There was a Chicago one. There was a bread one. And there was a royal one. I don't think they ever made a shadow. I don't think there was a black toe. But there was like a J-Pack. It was like a J-Pack for Ace 83s. Ace 83 was originally a tennis sneaker. That's a little history lesson for you guys. That's neither here nor there. But I did see people talking about the um, the Mac attack being a mid. Um, And, you know, there's a couple things I want to talk about. So... People saying that like, nah, people will stick with the New Balance 550 because these Mac attacks are mid. No. And if you're listening to this podcast, you may agree with me. And if you're listening to this podcast and disagree, I hope with what I'm about to say will change your mind. Okay. About mid, mid-cut sneakers. And a mid-cut sneaker is really hard to determine because a Kobe Bryant 4 to me, it's viewed as a low, but it's like a mid. Now, that really doesn't count because it was introduced as that height, so you really can't have any negative thought against it. The problem with mids right now is, like, mids are being disrespected because mids are, are because sneaker certain sneaker models are, are coming out in mid versions when they shouldn't. 
I'll remind you, one of the greatest sneakers of all time and definitely the greatest blazer of all time is the Supreme Blazer, the OG Supreme Blazer, the white, the red, the black, with the, the Gucci hints. Their joints are mid. See, there are certain sneakers that are just perfect for mid. The issue that people have with mid right now is because it alters the way the shoe looks. It does. A Jordan 1 high should never be a mid. The Jordan 1 high silhouette is almost like an L. It's, it's, we used to call, we used to treat Jordan 1 highs like Chuck Taylor's. Well, I ain't buying no Jordan 1 It's just a Chuck Taylor. It's no, it's uncomfortable and it's just flimsy. That's how we used to view Jordan 1s. That's why a Chuck Taylor is perfect in a high and perfect in a low. Those mid Chuck Taylors, disgusting. Undefeated tried to release some camo mid Chuck Taylors, disgusting. They look like sub sandwiches. A Jordan 1 high, yes. A Jordan 1 low, definitely. A Jordan 1 mid, absolutely not. It changes the, the shape of a shoe. A Jordan 1 high goes like this, like an L sort of. Up, down to a low part. A Jordan 1 low, low, low profile. A Jordan 1 low could almost be considered like a tennis sneaker. That's how low, low profile and perfect it is. A mid turns the shoe into like a triangle. It gives it this weird shape. It doesn't matter if you're a kid, a woman, or a grown man. It looks like a like a, a baby triangle on your foot. The shape is off because of the mid. Blazer highs, to me, awful. I'm not mad at them. I think blazer highs are awful. Blazer lows, I'm all right with them. They look a little elongated, but I'm okay with them. A blazer mid, perfection. I own two blazer mids. Um, I don't know, some green one and some gray one, right? Something that I like picked up at like Cowtown, one of the skate shops for like super cheap. Those days when it's like everything on this aisle is. 60% off. Oh, well, I mean, he's just cool. I'll take him. A blazer mid is perfection. A Mac attack mid is perfection. You can wear it with shorts and you can wear it with jeans. It's not a heavy mid. It's not a thick mid. It's no, there's no super duper structure to the shoe. It's casual shoe. I don't advise you to do anything athletic in these. They're perfect. Mac attacks are perfect mids. AirTech Challenge 2s had a low-top version. I ain't seen that in no joke about 30 years. There may have only been one or two colorways in the low-top AirTech Challenge 2s ever. I haven't seen and I don't know if any are on the rise in the retro. They just didn't smack. I don't know why I said smack. They just didn't hit off like the regular three-quarter high, whatever, three-fourth quarter, whatever they called it. They didn't call Air Tech Challenge 2's mids. They didn't call them lows. They didn't call them highs. They were like three-quarter-fourths, some fraction. Three-fourth quarters, whatever. It's a facts. This Mac attack 
John McEnroe. It being a John McEnroe, even though you don't know John McEnroe, makes a difference to me. 550s aren't endorsed. A couple collaborations here and there. I think Size has a collaboration, obviously, Amy and Lean Dior. I don't think Kith has done one, but there's a few people that have some collaborations with them. It's not an endorsed sneaker. A Mac Attack, which is just smart on Nike's part. Nike has the ability to revive any John McEnroe history to line up with these sneakers with regards to marketing and appeal and drawing up interest. They have that in them. Were they? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, but they have the ability to do so. It's just genius on their part. This sneaker right here has a silhouette that can be just easily transformed into a GR and that you can see in your local shops, you know, notifications. Hey, they just released some more. They restocked some more. I would buy, no joke, I'm, I'm going to get one, if not all of the social status ones, and I'll be good. I don't need any more macaros after I get all three of those. If I get all three of those, I may cop some OG colorways or something if they come out with them. But I hope, I hope these Mac attacks are are become a general release and on shelves. I really do. Them joints are fire. Even if you're on the fence about them, cop them. Because let me tell you something. If you just got in the New Balance right now, the last thirty to five years, you you've been waiting to be flipped. These will flip you. Um, I think that's. All I want to say about the macaros and tennis. Um, but y'all got to stop that mid, that mid hate. Hate on mid sneakers, sneaker models that shouldn't be mid. Stop acting like mid sneakers shouldn't exist. Some mid sneakers should exist. Some shouldn't. Make that, that, that determination. Uh, obviously today, big news, little news, I don't know. Um... I'm not a credit person. I give myself the credit if I want it. But there has been nobody, zero, nobody. I don't care about your podcast. I don't care about your IG lives. I don't care about your tweets. I don't care about what you told your friends. I don't care about what you've been saying too. I don't care if you send me a message and say, I've been saying the same thing for years. Nobody has been harder on Beyonce, Ivy Park, Adidas partnership than I have. Nobody. Also, Nobody has such an appreciation for Adidas and stuff like I do. Anything and everything I said about Beyonce and that collaboration with Adidas was facts. Well, today they parted ways. Okay. I'm just going to just some of the major points that I've made on previous episodes and past episodes. And if you need help finding those episodes, please send me a message or put in the comments on the videos that you need some directions to those episodes so you can hear them. Even as far back as, shoot, in the 200s episodes. I can't tell if this is a win for Adidas or a loss for Adidas. I can't. Here are some of the things that are the problem with this collaboration partnership right off the jump. Let me start with Pharrell first. Pharrell is an Adidas athlete. 
I mean, sorry, Adidas um, endorser, whatever you want to call him, Adidas ambassador, endorser, whatever he is. He has his own sneakers, his own line, his own brand, whatnot. There was a block of time in hip hop and just growing up where we were trying to dress like Pharrell. That's facts. We were wearing bright colors. We were looking for Bape. We were looking for BBC. We were looking for ice cream. We started, you know, looking at skateboards a little different. These are facts. I know that to carry it on. Never mind if I'm showing off. I was just fronting. You know I love you, babe. Some of y'all would deny it. Oh, I ain't never tried to dress like Pharrell. All right, bro. Nobody has ever tried to dress like Beyonce. Nobody. Nobody. Beautiful. Queen. Pinnacle. Everything that you could think of Beyonce. I love her to death. I revere her. I respect her. I think she has everything and above. I don't even know her personally. She may go home and, and, and kick dogs and cats in the face. I have no idea. But from what I know and see of Beyonce, top notch. But I don't know any women who tried to dress like Destiny's Child. They sung the songs. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobiles? Then maybe we can chill. I may have mixed those bills up, but I mean, look, a bill's a bill. It comes in the mailbox. You pay it. Auto pay. Whatever. I don't know anybody was trying to dress like Destiny Child. I don't know anybody trying to dress like Beyonce. When Beyonce is dolled up, and I'm talking gowns and beautiful and luxury, oh, it's something to behold. I've never, I've said this numerous times, I've never seen Beyonce in a sneaker. I've never seen Beyonce drive a car. I've never seen Beyonce eat food. I applaud Adidas in the effort. Adidas effort is second to none. It's like it's like those bad students that would study all night and still get a C. Adidas will study all night long and still get a C minus. They just can't figure it out. They're on the right track, but they can't figure it out adidas has had beyonce they have pharrell they've had kanye they've had asap rocky for a stint they have multiple social influencers they have multiple a few celebrities jonah Hill. they have a plethora of people to be respected in their genres none of these people outside of pharrell and kanye west has any of us tried to dress like at all you know what made me think of this when this came out was it made me think of Beyonce the star the person 
And I sat at my desk today when I saw it first break on social media. Um, and I said, who is just as big or bigger than Beyonce, right? Um, or equal. We'll say equal. I thought Kanye West, but that's no old Kanye. Yes, new Kanye. I don't even know if he's on Earth anymore. He may have. He may found. A, who knows? He may be in a, that black hole. I saw NASA posting the audios of a black hole. He may have jumped inside. I don't know. Um, made me think of Drake. Okay. It made me think of Nocta, right? And I never, ever, as many conversations have, we've had had a lot of Nocta conversations, just about the sneakers or when things are about to release here and there, but no real thought in the Nocta, right? And I kind of want to give Nike and Nocta its credit. And what do, what do you guys say now? It's flowers. We have two, we have great examples of how to do business and understanding and completing your assignment. Nike, let's do this first. Drake started on Jordan brand, right? Drake started on Jordan brand, came out with some whack Jordans. And when I say whack Jordans, I mean he didn't elevate anything. Neither one of them have. Beyonce or Drake, right? Drake started out with Jordan Brand. He came out with some of the, uh, would probably be on the bottom half of most favorite silhouettes. 12s, a 2, and, I'm sorry, a 12s and a Jordan 10. That may have been one more, I don't remember, but he had 12s and a Jordan 10, right? Neither one of his either colorways, black, white, any of the colorways in the 12s or the 10s, if you had to make a list of top 10 10s, those Drake's OVOs wouldn't be in it. If you had to make a top 10 list of Jordan 12s, those Drake's wouldn't be in it. Somebody like Travis, if you made a top 10 list of Jordan 6s, Olives may be in it. If you made a top 10 list of Jordan 1s, a Travis may be in it. If you made a top 10 list of Jordan 4s, his, his may be in it. You can make the argument. His contract expired with Jordan Brand. Y'all remember Drake was, you know, I don't know if he was trying to, you know, show them who's boss. But then you started seeing Drake walking around in Ultra Boost and stuff like that. Jordan found out and Jordan wasn't having it. Jordan does not play like that. He said, no, thanks. Jordan Brand didn't pick him up again. Um, Adidas didn't pick him up either because him and his beef went Kanye West and then Nike picked him up and said, hey, this is this is still Drake, but we'll pick him up and we'll give him his little own little brand. What not? Nocta, right? Nocta has probably been around for the three, four years, maybe, maybe a little longer, three to five. I'll say three to four years. Ivy Park has been around for about, I'll say three to four years, maybe. Three, four, five. I'll give it three to four. I'll say both have been around four years. We'll stay that. I don't know exact numbers, but I'll say that, right? Now, here's the thing that makes Nike smart and what makes Adidas. This Hold on. This is what makes them both smart. You have Drake. You have Beyonce. Even there. Even there. That's what makes them both dumb. 
Drake is, no joke, probably the worst dressed celebrity rapper slash rich person of all time. I'm not even joking. And I mean of all time in the rap music genre. Just like Beyonce, there is no male, no guy, no female, no anybody who looked at a Drake fit and thought need. Nobody has called a Drake fit fire, period. There has never been a fire Drake fit, ever. And I stand by that. Nobody wants to dress like Drake. Nobody wants to dress like Beyonce. They just don't. People want to dress like Travis and people want to dress and be as cool as Rihanna. I've seen Rihanna eat chicken before. I've seen her smoke a joint before. I ain't never seen I ain't never seen Beyonce at dinner. I'm exaggerating here, but like I said, I've never seen her eat. I, I don't know. I've never seen Beyonce behind the wheel of a car whipping it. I've never seen Beyonce caught by paparazzi at a stoplight. Have you? Not I. So they're both even. You got Drake, you got Beyonce, super duper megastars. Both of them, they're not in the streets as far as fashion and what we think about dressing like them and nothing like that. Cool. Homework time. Nike says, hey, look, we'll give you a, look, when you release stuff, we'll give you, a, uh, we'll give you about three t-shirts, a pair of shorts. We'll give you a sneaker, you know, maybe a hat couple pair of socks and you know an additional accessory you know a side bag or something nike lets drake and nocta release like a, a eight to ten piece collection adidas lets beyonce drop about 30 pieces maybe a little bit less give or take a few that's a lot in a drop Here's the thing about the Nocta. Here's the thing about this, right? If you ask any sneakerhead what do they think about Nocta stuff, they would say it's whack. If you ask any sneakerhead what they think about Ivy Park and Adidas, they would say it's whack. Here's the difference between the two, right? One is more wearable. Drake Nocta is more wearable, and it doesn't suck. The problem is, is that we feel that it's beneath Drake. Drake is a super-duper megastar. That's all you got, a couple couple shorts and a soccer jersey and a, a, a hat and a Nocta t-shirt. This is it for Drake? Eh, this doesn't suck, but meh. Beyonce drops camouflage trench coats, fur coats, chaps with the booty out, um, four or five sneakers, socks, cowboy hats, backwards hats, sports bras, underwear, kids line, there's no kids Nocta. You got kids line, boys and girls, unisex. You got kids sneaker, women sneakers. You got a snow boot. You got a, a, a jogging hat. You got a side pack. You got a backpack. You got two options for socks. Ivy Park's drop is just way too much to care. Both. If you had to make a top 10 list of Ultra Boost, the top 10 whatever models, 
Ivy Park is used in sneakers. Nothing Ivy Park would be in those top 10s, top 20s, top 30s. I have never seen in person a woman wearing Ivy Park. I've seen George's wife wear the Ivy Park bag. Fire. It's a bag. It's fire. I have never seen Ivy Park on a woman. My wife loves and reveres Beyonce. Nothing. Didn't even ask. I got my sister-in-law some Ivy Park Ultra Boosts, and I got them off eBay for like the L-O. They know. If you don't know what I reference when I say L-O, they know. I want you to look up Shotty Low. S-H-A-W-T-A-Y-L-O. Look up they know. Dun dun. Come on. Mm-mm-mm. Stop. I know Adidas business. I don't know Nike's business. Nocta. I know Ivy Parks. Excuse me. I know Adidas business. I know Nike business. I know when they're suing people. I know when they're doing this goofy stuff. I don't know Nocta's business. I know Ivy Park's business. That's the difference. That's just better business by Nike. If somebody, if if, if I asked sneakerheads and said, do you think Nocta makes a lot of money or does anything really impactful for the sneaker culture, anything impactful for Nike money-wise, I guarantee everyone would say no. But guess what? We don't know that. There is no breaking news. Nike loses $200 million dealing with Drake and Nocta. There's none of that. I've never heard it. Breaking news. Adidas loses over $200 million due to low sales for Ivy Park. I hear that. Bad business. Your business shouldn't be getting out like that. I know nothing about Nocta. Nocta is dang near, and and I'm going to give Nocta its credit and its flowers. None of the stuff is whack. It's just beneath Drake. Just a little bit regular. It's fine. You can buy it on the website. Like, it ain't sold out like it used to be. It's there. Decent t-shirts, nice pairs of shorts, some soccer jerseys, some socks, shooting sleeve for whatever reason, some leg tights. A couple of sneakers are still sitting on there. The hot steppers, I think they're still on there in various colors. Like, It's just better on that side. You got two mega stars, and it's just better over there. It just makes no sense. Like I said, now, let me get back to what I was saying originally. I don't know if this is a L, a W, a win, or a loss for, for Adidas. Hey, you know what? We gave it our best shot. Because you know what? Adidas really needs to start over. Adidas needs to focus on being an option. As of right now, with no Kanye, no Yeezys releasing, Adidas isn't an option. I could be wrong. I don't know. In soccer, yes. Anywhere else, Adidas isn't an option. I won't buy my son Nike um, soccer. My son only wears Adidas soccer. He got some Nike cleats here and there. But I prefer everything soccer Adidas.
Adidas needs to focus on being an option. Um, like I remember, I'm telling another story. I remember sixth grade. Like, if you weren't, if you didn't already have them, or if you weren't going to get Jordans or something like that. And I was very fortunate. So this story may not be relatable to some who listen to this. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm not going to hide it. Like, I'm not going to say and act like I don't got, you know, destitute stories like that. I got, I was in the hood. I was on the block. But my family was, was very re- responsible. Um, You get your your first day of school sneakers. And at some point, you made your birthday sneakers. And then maybe you make the basketball team and you turn your first day of school sneakers to your basketball sneakers. So now you need a new pair for school. I would probably say, you know, never mind. I don't even want to say that. Whatever. I'm going to the store to get a sneaker, right? You hear what I said? I'm going to the store to, to buy some sneakers. I'm going to the store to pick out sneakers. I didn't say I'm going to the store to buy Jordans. I'm going to go to the store to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I was going to the store to buy sneakers. A lot of people don't remember this. Dragging your mom or your dad or both to every sneaker store in the mall because you you couldn't make a decision. A lot of people weren't there. I hate saying they weren't outside, but they weren't outside. Right now in today's sneaker culture, this is all we know. I'm going straight there to get the Jordan and leaving. I'm going straight there to get the Yeezy and leaving. I'm going straight there to get that and leaving. Back in the day, you would go to Foot Locker and look on the wall. Man, these is nice. Put them back. Oh, man, these ones. Oh, man, these. Put them back. All brands. And when I say all brands, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, even Converse at the time, you, you know, let's go check Champs real quick to see what they got. Let's go check um, Chic when it first opened up. Let's go see what they got. Let's go check JCPenney's to see what they got. Let's go see if Mervyn's got anything. You went spot. You drug them. You got to the point where your mom and dad said, look, you better pick or we going home. Uh, uh, you got panicked. I remember going to Foot Locker. I remember going to Chic. I remember going to this one mom and pops. I remember we went to Champs. Champs was fire back in the day. Champs right now, they're not too bad. They're kind of nice. I don't understand their sneaker setup. I don't like seeing a, a basketball pippin next to an ASIC or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. I remember going to Champs. Champs stores used to be gigantic. They made Foot Lockers look like restrooms. Facts. Walking in the champs was like, I mean, it was singing a whole new world, like Aladdin. I remember going in. Kobe had just got in the league, just got drafted. I remember the Adidas ad for the top 10 2000s. He won the top 10 2000s in the ad. They weren't Kobe's, but they were Kobe's, right? You know. They weren't like need, must needs amongst anybody. Kobe was a high school kid. Um, Feet You Wear technology was just coming out. That may have been the first Feet You Wear model, I think. I don't remember. Feet You Wear was Adidas' technology where it was like they took the athlete, molded the bottom of their foot, and then put the bottom of their foot on the sole, but exaggerated the humps of their foot. So it was like, I'm playing on Kobe's foot. You know, 
a, a great idea, actually. Um, and probably could be executed really well today, but they got some work to do, right? Um, I remember walking in there. I, I couldn't decide between the Reebok, Emmitt Smith's preseasons. I don't remember what they were called, but they had the black strap across and the silver 22, metallic silver 22 on the Velcro strap or under the Velcro strap. It was on there. The Nick Van Exel Reebok Blast. That was like two shoes that were split in half, different colors. I couldn't decide between those and the top 10 Kobe one, right? The top 10 Kobe, the top 10 2000 had just pretty much came out. Had only been out maybe like a week or two, right? So the salesman, this is when salesmen used to come up to you and say like, hey man, these right here, these the new Kobe's, man. Oh, like they would talk to you about it. Like you want to try them on? They would take the shoe, bring the shoe out the back. They would lace them up. Lace them up for they put the shoe between their legs like this. They lace them up, open them, get the tongue just right. They slide that joint on your foot back in the day. You weren't outside. Sorry about that. I something in my spirit just told me to yell like that. Sneaker employees used to put the shoe on your foot. They would pull the loops and they would tie it in a knot. They would stand up. They would squeeze your toe to see where your toe was at. And they would say, how does that feel? And you would stand there like you were somebody. Um. Mm, yeah, they're comfortable. I like these. I, I may have to go get another size, but okay. You should take a little skip, a little hop. They would stand there and wait for you. And you would say, nah, I don't like these. And they put them back in the box. No problem. Would you like to see anything else? Customer service back in the day, not like now. I remember I had bought the Kobe Top 10 2000s, right? The original OG, I got two of them still here. And I think I was supposed to send one to the homie Mike. I think I looked at it and it was too raggedy or yellow. Maybe I still send it to him. Um... I got two OGs, the originals, not no retros. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I bought those, right? Now, my dad needed to go somewhere in the mall, right? I think we were looking at like a lawnmower or something, right? This is when Sears used to be on your malls, all right? So, cool. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for the Kobe Top 10 2000s. Thanks, champs. Bye. You walk out. Hey, we're going to Sears now. I bought your sneakers. You're going to hang out with me in Sears. Hey, man, when you got... A fresh pair of sneakers, well, you would go with your mom and dad to the doctor's offices. You, hey, wherever. All right. You didn't care. I was in Sears like, oh, yeah, let's take a look at the lawnmowers. Oh, we need a chainsaw too? Oh, hey, dad, I love this one. I think it's really nice. You just in there just treating your dad all good, <laughs> all extra good. I remember being in that Champs, and I remember, I'm mean, sorry, being in that Sears, he looking at lawnmowers, he testing lawnmowers out, whatever he's doing. I remember standing there holding these top 10 2000, I was like, I don't want these. I said, ah, I really want the Emmett Smiths Reebok with the hex light and the 22 on it, because I was a huge Cowboys fan, huge Emmett Smiths fan, and I just liked the way they looked better with how I dressed. Hey, Dad, when we done here, can we please walk back down to Champs to return these and get these? He was like, what? My dad acted just like me. <sighs> Disgusted. It was like, dang, we just walking. I mean, we ain't got to, like, go outside. We just walking through the mall, Dad. Can't just 
So we go back in the champs. Of course, they're looking like, what the? You just you just left. Hey, man, I really want that Miss Miss, man. Can I get those instead? Be back in a second. Got the Miss Miss, swapped them out. But that was because I had options back then. Adidas has to focus on being an option. When people are at home or when people are whatever and they have something to do that requires a sneaker, an athletic sneaker, Adidas is not on their minds. Nike immediately comes to mind. Not to say that they won't buy an Adidas, maybe. But if you're in high school, if you're like an old guy like me, like I'm about to get back to hooping. I'm already thinking, man, maybe I'll do some Kyrie's. Yo, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do it. Well, not me, because I would give Adidas a shot. I love Adidas. But majority of the people are like, oh, let me see with the Greek freaks. Let me go see the whatever, the Kyrie's, LeBron's, the Jordan's, whatever. They're not thinking like, yo, let me go see the Harns, the Dame Lillard's, the Donovan Mitchell's. Let me go see those. They're not. Adidas has to focus on being an option. When a person goes into a sneaker shop, when a person goes on a store website and they say, I'm looking for a basketball sneaker, but this Adidas has caught their eye and their interest, that's what they need to focus on. Be an option. Don't be a, maybe I'll try it. Be an option. You're never going to get to the point of Nike where it's like, hey, you know, I'm out of here. I'm going to pick up the James Harden today. I need the Hardens. Got to get them. Some will. Some fans of Harden. Some Adidas purists. Some will. But there are some that are buying the Hardens just out of curiosity. I like the Hardens a lot. But some of them are buying them out of curiosity. Uh, I'm going to see what these are about. I'm going to see what these look like on foot. That's why I can't tell if the split between Ivy Park and Adidas is a win or a loss. You lose Beyonce, but that may be good. She was draining you money-wise. She wasn't coming out with anything that was making you money. It wasn't coming out. It, she There wasn't nothing coming out from Ivy Park's side that was, that it, you didn't get anything. You didn't get extra street cred. You didn't get extra coolness. You didn't get money. You got nothing from it. There was nothing that benefited Adidas with that collaboration. Besides a little bit of news here and there. This may be what Adidas needs. You got rid of Kanye. You got rid of Beyonce. Maybe they need to refocus on what they need to do and revamp this entire brand. This Nike basketball stuff that's coming out soon. And picture wise, fire. But this revampness of Nike basketball, these next five to eight years for Adidas basketball is going to be extremely important. They're going to have to start getting some more of these young athletes out here. Trey Young is cool, but Trey Young ain't enough. Trey Young plays for the Hawks, and his hair is whack. Donovan Mitchell was cool, but he played for Utah and now Cleveland. Dame Lillard is dope, but he's in Portland. He refuses to go win a championship. James Harden is cool, but now he's become like 
you almost look at him like he's just not the same. Been balling this year, been playing much better, but James Harden not making an all-star team while healthy is insane. That doesn't do bode well for your basketball brand. That's all I'm saying. But like I said, man, we need to give Nocta his flowers a little bit more. We need to give Nike, even though they don't need any more credit, give them credit. I don't know Nocta's business. And not Nocta might be draining Nike, but guess what? I don't know it. Um, what else? Uh, a few people have been asking me to talk about the movie Air that's getting ready to come out. Um, and I saw a few people went to like the premiere of it. You know, I saw uh, Mosh went to it. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you, it irked me a bit because I just don't understand why no one re. Anyways, I mean. What more do you got to do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, I think the movie comes... Actually, I wrote it down. Let me see. Uh, Air movie. I didn't write it down. I don't know, I think it comes out April 5th, April 10th, something like that. Um, look, when I first heard about a movie like this coming out, because it was talked about, you know, hey, they're coming out with a Nike Jordan story movie. When it comes to sneaker content with regards as entertainment media-wise, it hasn't been good. Um, typically, anything that's like remotely interesting is mainly a documentary. Um, when it comes down to sneaker stories, sneaker stories are always best when they're told by the people involved. Like I think that's sort of like with me. I think people like to hear about my sneaker stories when I was younger, when I was a kid and things like that. I think they like hearing about when we talk about being outside. I don't know why I get so dramatic when I say that. It's a very important time to me. Um, and I think it's okay to emphasize that back in the day, um, since if you're still involved in sneakers. I think it's more annoying if you're not in sneakers anymore and you keep talking about back in the day. That's annoying. Um, you know, there was the Netflix series, Sneakerheads, awful. Actually, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it sucked, but didn't suck. George, boy, George hated it, and it was hilarious. you got to find that episode we talked about it on. It, George went off on it. This movie, based on the reviews, it already has like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has whatever. What's what's what makes this movie appealing is the cast. I mean, a Nike, a movie with regards where the focal point is sneakers. I just would have never thought Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman. I never would have, not in a million years that they would be involved or even interested in, in creating something like this. Ben Affleck, I believe, is the director of this. I never would have thought it. That drew me in. Oh, shite. I mean, them ain't just anybody. Them is real-life heavy hitters. Saw the trailer. Um, You know, 
It's one of those movies where it's like, it looks like it's really dope and it looks like it sucks, but I'll be there on day one. It's like I can't tell. Now, as a sneakerhead, and I'm probably sure a lot of other sneakerheads felt this way too, when I found out what the story was going to be about, it felt late originally. It felt like, bro, they should have made this about 15 years ago. 10 to 15 years ago. They sh- Fam, I can imagine this movie came out 10 to 15 years ago. Oh, my God. It may be fights at the sneaker theater. Like, I mean, at the movie theater. Like, I, I-, I couldn't imagine, right? Um... That's my initial thought. But then I said to myself, you know what? This movie isn't for the sneakerhead. This movie is for the non-sneakerhead. Because the, the entertaining part of it is the story. It's not about the sneakers per se. It's the story about how all of this culminated. I would probably say over 70% of, regardless of how they may know him, whether it's just from sneakers, whether it's just from the Last Dance documentary, whether it's from basketball itself, a lot of people know Michael Jordan. A lot of the world knows Michael Jordan to some capacity. Probably 99% of the world knows Nike. Okay. Um, so when you have two American classic legendary stories, anybody is interested in it. It's for the regular person. It like needs the sneakerheads approval, but it's not for me. It's for Dan down the street, never owned or joined in his life, but he's like, huh, a story about Nike and Michael Jordan, huh? Let's go check that out. Wow, I never knew that about that story. See, I already know the story. Majority of the sneakerheads already know the story. We've heard it a million times. We've read about it a million times. I've read Phil Knight's book. Like, you know, you know the story and the history of Nike and how it got started and Jordan and wanting to go to Adidas and all these things, right? So, like, for sneakerheads, it just needs our stamp of approval. But it really needs to be captivating to those who aren't into sneakers. Um, I will say this movie has a lot of responsibility on itself with regards to sneaker entertainment. You know, sneakers have, like, leaked its way into entertainment. Like, I mean, shoot, there's, you know, you watch Blackish, you know, Anthony Anderson talked about his sneakers and they showed his sneakers on the on the on the show numerous times. Sneakers was on the Wayans Brothers, Different World. You know, all all of a lot of these pop culture shows back in the day and even today make reference to sneakers. I mean, my kids were watching the Tom and Jerry movie that was streamed on HBO, and the girl mentioned Green Bean Fives, I think. And he talked about going to Flight Club to cop them. It was no, it was not even necessary to bring up Jordans in that movie, but they somehow leaked it in there. There's a a thing on uh Disney Disney Plus streaming called Sneakerella, where it's like the boy version of Cinderella with sneakers. 
Um, there's a sneaker, you know, series on Netflix. I mean, there was even something about sneakers in Last of Us, uh, essentially a zombie show. Sneakers, I mean, come on, Fresh Prince had, I mean, he's wearing Jordans almost every single episode. I remember episodes of, uh, I remember an episode of Family Matters when Eddie wanted Air Jordans, I think, and he wanted uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's sneakers. Martin talked about the Jordans, how he had to fly. Wayne's brothers, they was always wearing the flies and had to pick up the new J's and the kicks. Always. Different world. Dwayne, come on, man. Dwayne Wayne always had on a fresh pair of fours, threes, twos. I think even ones. Sixes. Fives. So a movie like this needs the approval of sneakerheads, but it doesn't need us. It just needs us to go, that was done extremely well. That was dope. Because the story isn't going to wow us. There isn't nothing in that story that we don't know. It's a movie, so they may exaggerate certain areas and stuff like that, which is understandable. I have watched some shows recently, and it was too real. I was like, I can see why they exaggerate some areas, because this is boring. They'll probably exaggerate some certain parts, add a few little things here and there. It's good to know that uh, Ben Affleck did consult with Jordan. Talked about his mom, which Jordan always has when it comes to this deal with Nike. Um, his mom played a major part. I mean, come on, Viola Davis? Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are, are some heavy names. But Viola Davis is royalty. Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck are as well. But Viola Davis in a, a sneaker movie? Fam, give me my pre-order ticket. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I can't wait to watch it. Well, I can't wait. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, bro, it's almost here. I'll be watching it. Um, I like knowing the roles that each character plays because they're perfect for it. I mean, I think Phil Knight being played. I'm mean, sorry, Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight is it's actually really good. Viola Davis being Jordan's mom is really good. Like, I, I, I look forward to it. Um, the one negative thing I will say about it is, and negative is a, a strong word, I do feel like they missed out on an opportunity of two movies, right? I feel like the first movie Ben Affleck should have did was just Nike. Should have been Nike. Um, that story about how Nike was started with the waffle and stuff like that. And, you know, essentially starting it based it off, you know, the look of ASICs, I believe. And, you know, things like that is a great story. That's a story too. That's just a really good captivating story. Um, I think it should have started with that one. The first one called Nike. And then this one with Jordan called air Nike air. Like, I feel like that's a missed opportunity of two movies. I feel like if you start right here with Jordan, you can't go back and tell the Nike story. Um, and that's just me. That's just me talking. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, but I do feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like, ooh, about Nike first, then Jordan. Um, there's not a lot of these, like, major historic moments in sneakers that you would say could be played out in a cinematic manner um there's a lot of stories within sneakers you know a lot of athletes who sign a lot of you know things that have resulted through you know culture you know good or bad with regards to sneaker 
But if you, a lot of the things that like people think of, like, yo, what if they came out with a movie about resellers? And it's not interesting because sneakerheads will rip it in half and the regular general population, they can't relate to it. Nobody that's in the general population wants to watch a show of cats standing in line buying sneakers. They will never relate and understand that. They don't get it. Sneakerheads, it's a bad addiction. It's, it's honestly, it's mental illness. I've said it numerous times on this podcast. But that's what it is, and that's what we love, and it makes us happy, and we're not doing anything to hurt anybody. But you can't make a show or film a show about how to, you know, how hard it is to get the latest sneakers. No, 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 no. It has to be a story that the general population could relate to this, and I think Air will do that. I hope Air does it. I, once I watch it, guess where I'll be? Right here on this podcast to talk about it, good or bad. You know how we get down on this show. Um, I think that's it I have for that. Like I said, man, I appreciate everybody who... Oh, back on that topic, though. Does a Tetris movie come out on Apple? Fire. I never knew Tetris had a story. I never knew the story went deep into Russia. I saw violence. Just to make sure Tetris could get in your Game Boy. It's on Apple. It's not out yet, but that joint looks fire. I will be watching that. I didn't know Tetris had a story. Tetris is one of the greatest video games of all time. Top five, top ten to me. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, share this podcast. Like I said, podcast wouldn't be none without you. Seven years of podding. Trying to keep this thing going as long as possible. May get back in the studio. May not. May sometimes. May not. I don't know. I can't make any promises. But like I said, I appreciate you, the listener. I appreciate you, the commenter. I appreciate you, the sharer. I appreciate those who just catch the clips on social media. Don't actually check out the podcast, but love just watching the clips. I appreciate you. I appreciate those who don't even watch the podcast, but know it exists and DMs and talk to me and sends me news and sends me topics and information and we laugh about stuff. I appreciate. This podcast has brought me close to a lot of people I've never met in my entire life. I got family in China now. Jay's my family. I got family from Louisiana with Tim. I got cats in California. I got skate. I got I got cats that I consider fam. Homie Shua Hafner, Josh, you know. Got the homie Demian back in the Bay, you know, went to high school together at Deer Valley. You know, there's a lot of other people that I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not mentioning, you know, you know, the homie Lars, you know, he's, you know, kind of back on the scene for whatever reason. I just haven't seen Lars post in a long time. Shout out to the homie Will Clark fan. I hate calling him that, but. You know, that's his cap. You know, my homie body, you know, obviously Mike, you know, Sneaker History Podcast, you know, got the Puma Podcast, you know, the homie Dakari, you know, Adam Sosa, you know, the homie K-Rob out of the Chi-Town, Tapes, obviously. We got Erica, Dave in Australia, the homie Troy, you know, the sneaker dad, Brian, you know, the homie Moses, you know, I'm just saying names right now, you know, sneaker envy, the homie John Ratner, sneaker dad's podcast, you know, um, real soul info, the homie true, you know, they got the Jones Hall podcast, you know, fire podcast, you know, the homie KJ, Max Poe, you know, uh, Joe Baker, you know, the homie Chris Gilroy. It's just a bunch of cats on here. Dave, you know, David Highgood with the fit picks, you know, 
obviously from We're Just a Messenger's podcast. I'm just going through it now. Joe, obviously the homie C-Tail. I mean, she goes by (laughs) C-Tail. I I can't remember her first name. I'm sorry. You know, know, my homie Mr. Flossie, Stan Flossie in New York. Um, I mean, I could just go through my DMs, the homie Mo, Evan, Blanc, you know, Kicks Thrifts, you know, Maryland Collector, Gerald, like, the list goes on, the homie Oso, you know, the homies out in Hawaii, Sneak Geeks, Yuri, you know, the homie uh, Devante, David Walker, that's my guy, Andy Todd, Andy, John, you know, I mean, Warren, the name Kickflip Thrifts, you know, the homie Trustin J, you know, Brandon J, homie Daniel, you know, obviously the big homie uh, Roth, Don't Stock, you know, Alvin, I mean, Gwenda, the list, Ashley, you know, shout out to Ash, you know, Anthony, you know, my homie um, Esquire, you know, Africanda, that's the homie. We got, uh, you know, B. Giotti, Elijah, Poncho. Like, the list of, of DMs and names going through this is heavy. I appreciate every single one of you. Mosh, you know, Gasberry, you know, Quezon uh, Ave podcast. It's a sneaker podcast as well. Alan Hernandez, the homie Kyle, you know, Will Levy, you know. I, I mean, Quantang, you know. Fam, Laura, Lil Laces, you know, I appreciate Kato. I mean, the name H, you know, the homie Christian, you know, fam. Hopefully you listening and you hear your name. I'm skipping a lot, just scrolling. Gabriel, you know, the homie Mr. Summerall, you know, Ramel over with Stan Socks, Thomas Dickens, fam. When I say my DMs are, are, are good, and I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, you know, people hit me up. My DMs are good, and these are what I like to call homies. I like to call friends or people I like to conversate with. Like, they're there. Like, it's thick. Like, these DMs are lit. I just really appreciate all of you. I really do. That's what makes it hard with me not ending the podcast. I don't want to end it because I do not want to take away something that you guys have made a part of your lives i really don't um and i appreciate it i am known amongst complete strangers and i know complete strangers it's okay follow new people it's okay to converse you know what i mean i apologize for those who dms i don't get to sometimes i mean it's a lot you know what i mean but i appreciate you let's do this top 10 list so i can get out of here in this podcast i'm doing top 10 doran beckers thus far to me I have no honorable mentions, but I'm about to go through this list, and I'll give you the years when these sneakers came out, all right? Number 10, I got the Nike Janoski Batman joint, right? That joint came out in 2015. I loved it. A lot of people didn't like it. Fam, it had the 3M. Like, you could see half the bat, but then once you hit the flash, you could see the rest of the bat on it. It was just a black Janoski sneaker with a bat on it. Nothing else, nothing too much. And this came out during when Janoski's was on fire. Don't act like you weren't there when Janoski's was on fire. People love trying to change histories. Janoski's whack. No, they not. We just ain't rocking them now, but don't do that. Number nine, I got the Jordan 6. Look, 
The Jordan 6 for a really long time was the greatest Doran Becker sneaker of all time, but it did not age well. It could be because it's a Jordan 6 and Jordan 6 stock of uh, how it's viewed in the sneaker community has dropped dramatically. Still high, but it's dropped. Uh, the Doran Becker 6 came out in 2009. Navy blue, red, a little bit of gold, yellow on the back. It had a number 9, I believe. I can't remember, but it had a circle and a number. I, I can't remember. Um, was fired for a really long time. I mean, well, unaffordable once that resale hit on those when they originally came out. They were high. Every once in a while, you could freak a pair from somebody for a good, decent price. Toe box may be a little faded, but them joints were nice. But I got them at number nine. Uh, number eight, I got the Dunk Low Green and Gold. They came out of 2018. Just a regular dunk. It had like a chicken or a rooster in the back. It had a clear sole. It was really gold, really green. I love those. I like the way they look. I think it had a quilted behind the tongue. I love the way they looked picture-wise. In hand, I didn't care for them that much, but I still hold them in high regards. I, I, I think they were really nice. Number seven, I got the Air Max 95 Puerto Rico. Hey. Came out in 2013. The joints were blue. I mean, if you want to talk about Nike, has always come out with some sort of representation or something or to represent the, the Puerto Rican community um, all the time. Air Force Ones, you know, whatever the case may be. Air Max Ones, a few sneakers here and there. These Puerto Rican Air Max 95s done by this child in, 19, in 2013 was fire. If you look at this sneaker and don't think of Puerto Rico, you ain't paying close attention. If you look at that sneaker and go, uh, fire. Number six, I got the Jordan 3. Look, the Jordan 3, once it came out, it came out 2013. The, the Jordan 6 came out 2009. Until the Jordan 13, I'm sorry, until the Jordan 3 came out of 2013, it, it knocked the Jordan 6 out of contention on greatest Jordan Becker of all time. Um, this Jordan 6 was fire. I think George had one. I feel like I had one that wasn't my size, but I can't remember. I think this one actually came out three times. I think it came out in 2013, then it came out again in 2013. 16, I think it came out a little bit after that, or 2014. I feel like it came out multiple times. Um, I think it might have been the first DB, Doran Becker model to retro. Um, I think George had a size 14 or something. He had just bought it from Nike Scott, so he was like, whatever, I'll take it. Um, it didn't age well. The silver midsole, you know, ugh. With the clear bottom, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a pair where the bottom isn't yellow and the silver hasn't rubbed off. It had, like, uh, like hearts and spades and stuff like that, I think, on the panel of the Jordan 3. It was okay. It's fine. It's still a classic. It's still legendary. It's still probably a top 10 Jordan 3 of all time, but it didn't age well. Some of you may hear that where it's at number 6 and think that's too low, but... Uh, number five, Air Force One, these red and gold joints, they came out in 2010. Fam, very overlooked. I remember going to my very first dunk exchange ever, right? And I remember I went there and I was trading a bunch of Air Force One. I had a bunch of Air Force Ones I was trying to sell. Um, now, people weren't really heavy on Air Force Ones. I had a bunch of Air, Air Force Ones. I had some Bo Jacksons and a bunch of trainers, right? I remember I traded all those for a South Beach 8, OB, o, OG South Beach 8, right? I remember going through the tables and stuff like that. I remember this cat wearing these jeans, tattered jeans. They were ripped up, and he was wearing these Doran Beckers. <clears throat> on that Arizona sunlight, on that iridescent that's on these orange. And, come on, man. These joints are fire. 
These joints might be a top 20, top 15 Air Force One of all time. That's facts. These joints are perfect. That's a Street Fighter reference for those who may not have played Street Fighter. Number four, I got the dunk graffiti ones. Um, the best part about these dunks is the material was insane quality, and these dunks didn't look like a child created it. These dunks look like a real pop culture streetwear skate dunk. Like, I can't remember if it was an SB. I don't know if it was an SB. Maybe, maybe not. But it looked like it was created like a like by a, a street artist. I mean, the quality is beautiful. The graffiti on it is dope. The colors are dope. It's a dope sneaker. Some of you may have seen it. Some of you may have not. Number three, I got the Jordan 4. We talked about the Jordan 4 last week, kind of to a uh, length when I was, you know, uh, making that decision on whether or not Jordan 4 SB was better than other Jordan 4s um, that are on the market. Look, uh, the Jordan 4, uh, look, it, it's forever going to be in the top three, top five of Doran Becker sneakers. Um, do I feel like it aged well? Eh, maybe not. I don't know if I could walk around with the Superman logo and stuff like that on there. Until you actually see one in person and in hand, you you can't appreciate the detail that's in the new buck on the material, the arrows and stuff like that. The clear sole on the bottom with the certain little... Um, I don't know, like things or insignias and stuff that he put in there. The Superman logo one. I mean, you wouldn't think colors like that would work, but they worked perfectly. Um, so I got that at number three. Number two, I got the Air Force One Flowers. They came out in 2019. I remember when these were getting ready to come out and we were doing the podcast. I wanted them, tried for them, tried hard. I remember Don when he was working at StockX at the time, and he saw them in person. He said, fire. These are a cop. These are a need. That alteration of the swoosh with the flowers man it was perfect it wasn't nothing else on the shoe that made it it had a texture on the shoe and it looked good and number one i'm i'm being biased uh the volmero 5 that just came out in 2023 i did the unboxing on them like i said it, if you're gonna buy a volmero buy them whatever the resale price is right now on volmeros if you're like on the fence buy it it's worth it that Volmero, and I can't, and you know, there's only a few Nikes, and you know what, I may save that for the episode next week to talk about the sneakers I feel actually met the standards of getting my money and getting my cash. I may have to talk about that. These Volmeros meet every qualification a sneaker has when it comes to whether or not a sneaker is fire or whatnot. Quality, the construction, I, additional accessories the box it is flawless the last sneaker that i thought was flawless was obviously jordan one lost and founds which i still think is the greatest retro of all time some may try to say this jordan three reimagined i say lost and found still but that's neither here nor there this volmero if you're thinking about it if you're like dang i really want it but i don't want to pay retail pay the retail it's worth it i got nothing else appreciate everybody who like and subscribe that's a sneak this pow 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 pow